What's up, my money-making friends? How are we doing today? Welcome back to another episode of the Scotty Taylor Jr. Success Money Mindset Podcast. I'm super excited to be back here with you today. If you are watching me on YouTube, hello. And if you're on the podcast, what's up? I'm excited for today's episode where I'm going to be sharing with you all of the top five lessons that my mastermind students learned during our six months together. So it's going to be a really awesome one going over the most pivotal lessons that my mastermind students told me they received during our six months together. Now, before we get into that, quick housekeeping item. If you are not following me on Instagram and TikTok, I strongly encourage you to hop on the social media train. My handle is at Scotty Taylor Jr. It'll be in the show notes. It's Scotty, S-C-O-T-T-I-E, Taylor Jr. on both Instagram and TikTok. I am going full on on both of them. I'm posting about five times a day on TikTok. I'm posting at least once to twice a day, and I'm doing lots of stories on Instagram. So be sure to check out all of that good stuff because I post a lot of stuff that you're not going to see on this podcast. And if you're not on my email list, I also include some really great content in my email list. Again, that is different and separate from Instagram podcast, um, as well as TikTok. And so you can hop on my email list again in the show notes below. So click that link and hop on the email list to get updated on all of the podcast episodes that come out when I'm going live, any special deals or promotions I'm running on any of my programs or coaching and all of that good stuff. So make sure you grab on all of that goodness and we are going to get into the episode. So get ready and I'm excited. Hey friends, welcome to the Success Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Scotty Taylor Jr. and I'm a money manifestation expert, success and finance coach, and serial entrepreneur on my way to a seven-figure year and creating the life of my dreams. I am obsessed with helping you make more money, bust your limiting beliefs around money and success, and create a life you once thought was impossible. I teach you the tried and true tactical and energetic principles of success and money to help you massively up-level your life. My goal in this podcast is to help you achieve the things you really desire so you can go out and change the world. Think of this podcast as a conversation with your financially savvy best friend who really wants what's best for you and challenges and encourages you with your mindset development along the way. I am so excited you're here and I have such a good feeling about this. Get ready to learn and grow on this journey together and let's have some fun. All right, so as I mentioned, today's episode is all about the top five lessons that my mastermind students shared with me during our last session together. So if you're not familiar, you probably are now, I run a mastermind, I actually run two masterminds, and they run for six months each, and these are for business owners to really scale to the next level, right, whatever the next level is for them. And the objective of a mastermind is very much from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, his pivotal seminal book on success, money, mindset, all that good stuff. He's one of my um, biggest spiritual teachers and business teachers. And 
the the concept of a mastermind, if you're not super familiar, is to basically have a group of people that are all shooting for your success, that are all there to um, basically be your board of directors, right? They're there to be with you to provide um, counsel, to provide thoughts, ideas, share wins, motivate you, inspire you, and vice versa. So you can give advice, you can be there. Um, and so the idea of the mastermind is not necessarily for, you know, everybody to just sit and just listen to me talk. It's really to get collective benefit from sharing different wins and ideas. And the cool thing about a mastermind is when you're in a one-on-one coaching session with somebody, a coach, or if you're in a program, you hear the information and you're like, okay, cool, this is helpful. And in a one-on-one situation, you are only going to ask the questions that come to your mind, right? You're not going to necessarily you know, be able to ask every single question because you might not be thinking of certain things. The cool thing about a mastermind is when somebody asks a question, more likely than not, somebody else in the group probably has the same question, or even if they don't, they're going to glean some type of value from the answering of the question. So if somebody's thinking to themselves, man, I'm feeling really anxious around, you know, the last couple of weeks, I haven't been feeling as great. I've been feeling a little off. Like, I just need to figure out how to get back to like 100%. When they ask that question, there might be another person in the group that's like, holy shit. Yeah, you know what? I've been feeling off also. I just didn't really recognize it. I didn't have the the ability to be like, oh, I am feeling off. And, and so that helps and benefits them at the same time. So. When I went through our last session, which was last week, I asked all of them to come prepared. There are um, five uh, in the group, five uh, uh, people in the mastermind, in my, in one of my masterminds, because I wanted to keep it small and intimate so that everyone really felt like they had enough time to share and talk um, and really get value. But I asked all of them, hey, what are the top five lessons that you learned from the mastermind from the previous six months, right? What are the top, or sorry, I asked them the top two, the top two lessons or takeaways that they had. um, And what I did when they were answering is is I wrote it all down. And I'm going to share with you those top five lessons, because while there are five people, and if they each shared two, that would be 10 lessons. As you can imagine, there are, there was a lot of overlap, right? So I distilled the top five that I took from their comments and their thoughts, and I'm gonna share with you, share them with you right now. So, first lesson, top lesson that was taken from the mastermind was how to shift their mindset around money. So when I asked that question, I was like, "What does that mean for you?" What the students told me, what the mastermind students told me, was that they were able to shift their mindset away from survival mode into thrival mode. So before the mastermind, they came in and they were feeling stressed around money. Many of them uh, told me things like, I keep checking my bank account. I keep looking at my credit card bill. I keep looking at my my, uh, payout uh, statements and my paycheck. And every time I do that, I feel anxious. I feel stressed. I feel like, fuck, I'm not where I want to be. And so the way that they were able to let go of that survival mindset, the way they're able to let go of all that fear and that anxiety was number one, by learning and reminding themselves that money is just energy, that money is not good or bad. 
And that's a concept that we learned right in the beginning of the mastermind that we would reiterate over and over again. So what does that mean, right? If a person says yes or no to you and you see that you're going to make less or more money because of that, it's approaching that with a more neutral attitude, right? It's approaching that with a more, hey, you know what? If this person says yes and I make money or if this person says no and I don't make money, it doesn't impact me or my worth as a human, right? Their decision, how much money I make is irrelevant to my value as a human, to my worth as a business owner or financial advisor, et cetera. The second thing that they mentioned was when they came into the mastermind, they were feeling stressed around money. And we talked through that money is simply an object, right? Money is a neutral resource, which allows them not only to feel better about their money, because when they look at their bank account, they're able to remind themselves, this doesn't mean anything about me. The money in my bank account means nothing about me. I'm going just to take a step back. And I kind of referred to it as, you know, it's like away from me. So it's not when I look at my bank account, I'm able to uh, distance myself from the emotion. So I look at my bank account and rather than feeling anxious or stressed and allowing that to impact me, I look at it from a neutral perspective. Okay. Interesting. Like these are numbers on a piece of fucking paper. They mean nothing. Right. And so that approach actually allowed some of the students to become even better at their job because as a financial advisor, you're going into conversations and even any business owner where you're selling a product or a service, it allows you to go into the conversations with a more neutral tone and be like, it doesn't matter if you say yes or no to my recommendations or if you say yes or no to sign up with me, because I know that the money I make has nothing to do with my value as a person, as a business owner, or as an advisor. I know that the amount of money I make is is predicated on how much value I can provide, but whether or not you say yes or no means nothing to me, right? And this is something that takes a while to really develop, but this is where I've also gotten to in my career, in my life, when I sit down with somebody and I talk to them about one-on-one coaching or joining the mastermind, if I get a no and another no and another no and another no, I'm like, okay, Like, no big deal, right? Because I know that I provide great value. I know that these these people that say eventually say yes are going to get wonderful transformations. And that's exactly what happened in the mastermind. And I also know that if I focus on the money, if I focus on the how much money I'll make if somebody says yes, I'm no longer thinking about the service I'm providing. So that's the first lesson that they learned was really shifting their mindset with money to become more abundant and to feel more free with money, not letting it impact their emotions on a day-to-day basis. Again, something I do regularly and it's a practice. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I'm not there yet, Scotty, totally get it, right? It's a practice every single day to remind yourself money is just energy money means nothing about me and you disconnect from the end result and you just allow yourself to enjoy the process. And it might sound a little woo woo, a little fluffy, but I promise you, this is how I've become, I've allowed myself to feel so good. And I actually just looked and over the past like couple of weeks, I've made about $30,000 selling my online program because I've really just let go of whether or not somebody says yes or no. Of course, I would like them to say yes, right? Because then I'll make more money and I'll impact them and they're going to receive such an incredible value for the money that they're paying. 
but I don't hold tightly onto that, right? Okay, the second lesson that my students shared with me that was the super most impactful thing that they learned during the six-month mastermind was how to identify and let go of limiting beliefs. Now, the people that were in the, that joined the mastermind, they had shared with me a couple different things around limiting beliefs. Specifically, imposter syndrome was a big one that came up when it comes to selling yourself, selling a product, selling a service, selling your recommendations, and feeling like, I just don't feel very confident in myself right now, right? I just don't feel like 100% confident that I can do this job. So what does imposter syndrome basically mean, right? So when they joined the mastermind, they were saying, I'm not feeling confident. I'm not feeling like not 100% of the time, right? People feel that there are ebbs and flows with confidence. Another way that imposter syndrome came to be was, you know, setting a goal and then immediately not feeling like they had the capability to hit it or saying things like, this is going to be a really big goal. This is going to be really hard to hit. This is going to be a lot of work or I've never done this before or those types of situations or, or comments. And just to, to clarify, the idea of limiting beliefs are really any beliefs that are not serving you and helping you attain your ultimate goal. So if you say something like, I want to make $100,000 a year, but then you immediately think, yeah, but like I just graduated college or yeah, but my, my job won't let me do that or I'm a salary person. Those are all limiting beliefs, right? Those are all belief systems that are limiting you because I think we all know that let's say you make $50,000 a year, you want to make $100,000 a year. It might be improbable, but it's not impossible, right? You could get a part-time job. You could do freelancer consulting. You could sell an online course. You could write a book. Like there's lots of different things you could do. You could ask for a raise. You could get, you could win the fucking lottery. There are ways of making the money, but we block ourselves from doing that because we don't think it's possible because we haven't been taught to think outside of the box, right? To think outside of our belief systems. So the lesson that that the mastermind group learned during the mastermind was really how to identify and let go of those belief systems. So when we talk about belief systems, the way that the way that they were the way that they learned how to identify and let go of them is basically to ask yourself, am I fighting for my limitations or am I fighting for what's possible? So every single time they would put up a, a, a goal or they would say something like, I want to do $50,000 this month or $20,000 this month. And then they would say something like, but I don't know, blah, 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 blah. The soon as they said the word, but we know that they're fighting for their limitations, right? We know that they are going to have some type of um, argument against themselves, and the truth is that none of the other mastermind group members or myself were telling them that it's not possible. We're all here to support you in whatever it is that you want to accomplish. If you find yourself more often than not saying that I can't, I want this, but dot, 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 you have a belief system there that is holding you back. So that was the second biggest lesson that the mastermind group learned was how to identify those belief systems and how to let them go. The third lesson that the mastermind group shared with me that they found extremely valuable 
was the question, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And this is one of the founding principles of my life. One of the things that I consistently remind myself, I consistently remind my coaching clients and my mastermind, everybody, is the question of, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? So for example, when you're going out in the world and you're working and somebody, you talk to somebody and they're super excited to work with you and they're like, this is amazing, this is so great, and then they ghost you, right? And then they, they never respond back to you and you're like, what the hell? We had such a great connection. They should have responded back to me. They should have had the decency. They should not have been so rude. They should have acted differently. Should, 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 should. Whatever that word whatever that other excuse is, they should have been different. And you know what? Yeah, absolutely. They should have been less rude. They should have responded back. They shouldn't have just ghosted you. They should have had, you know, the ability to say, hey, I'm not interested or no, I, I changed my mind. But the truth is they didn't. And because they didn't, you now have a choice. Do you want to dig deep, dig your heels in, and as I say, die on this hill, right? Where it's like, do you want to just be right and prove to this person that you're in the right and they're in the wrong, or would you be rather be happy? Because you can make that choice, and the choice is entirely a decision that you can make. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it because sometimes we we are so practiced in being right or wanting to be right that we don't realize that there's an alternate scenario where we can just be happy instead. But the truth is you can decide if you want to be right or if you want to be happy. So in that scenario, if you have a client who, great client, and then they ghost you and then they disappear, your option in that moment is to say, okay, they disappeared. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel negatively. I know that if I focus on that person and the fact that they ghosted me, I'm going to feel like shit. I just know that. So I'm going to release that person, let them go, take them out of my mind space so that I can be happy. And being happy to me is working with people that actually want to work with me. So that was the third biggest lesson that the mastermind folks learned during our six months together. And I personally love that one. It's one of my favorite lessons as well, because it's such a great reminder to say, really, at the end of the day, you do have a choice in every single scenario, whether you want to be right or whether you want to be happy. The number four lesson that they learned that they shared with me was the concept or the idea that if you know you're going to be successful, right? Do you believe, and I'm asking you, the, the listener right now, do you believe that you're going to be successful in the future? If the answer is yes, if you know that you're, you believe that you'll be successful at some point in time in the future, whether in six months or in six years or in 20 years, if you know you'll be successful, then this moment right now is just a stepping stone to your inevitable future. And this is a really helpful concept to remind yourself because if you know that you're going to be successful later on, but currently you're not quite where you want to be, then you don't necessarily have to see this current moment as such a negative event. You don't have to look at this moment and say, I'm so frustrated that I'm not where I want to be. Why am I not there yet? Why am I not there yet? Because you know you'll get there at some point in time, right? You'll get there eventually. And if you believe that you'll get there, then this is just a step on the path towards that level of success. This is so helpful because this removes 
Number one, impatience, because we think, oh, I'm not there right now, and therefore I can't be happy, or I can't be joyful, or I can't you know, take the time off I want, or whatever the excuse is. But you let go of that feeling of like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So you re- you're able to adopt more patience and you kind of release the impatience of not being there because you know you'll get there. And number two, it allows you to feel good right now because you're like, well, I know I'm going to get there. So I, I get to take the pressure off of my shoulders. And you know what? Maybe I will just feel good right now. Maybe I will start to take those Fridays off. I will start to go to the gym in the middle of the day. I will start to, you know, do whatever it is. I will take that vacation because I know I'm going to be successful at some point in time in the future. I don't exactly know when. That's not really my job. My job is just to continue the journey and enjoy myself along the path. And then the last lesson that they shared with me that was mega impactful was number five, mindset work, getting clear on what they want. Again, this might seem a little simplistic at first, but there were many, many, many occasions during the mastermind where people would share with me, I'm in leadership. I want to hit this number of new clients at the end of the year. I want to hit this much um, production or this much money. And they would say these things, but when we dug deeper into the why, A lot of times they were doing these things because they didn't want to upset somebody else. They thought this is what they should do. Somebody else told them it was a good goal to hit. They thought that by hitting this goal, somebody else would approve of them. And what what we uncovered was a lot of times your their desires and, and probably your desires are maybe not your actual desires. Maybe they're desires that you picked up at some point in time in your life by being reactive to somebody else in your life. So for example, one of the students in the mastermind is heavily in leadership. And we were talking about it and she's like, I actually don't know why I'm in leadership. I don't really wanna be in leadership. It's a lot of pressure. It takes a lot of my time. It's very stressful. And I don't really get a lot of joy out of it. But we were asking like, why why are you in leadership? And she's like, well, because, you know, my, my boss or my, my director, my managing director, they, they told me that I should be in leadership, that I would be really good. And because I didn't want to really upset the person, I just said yes. Or I thought it would be a good idea at first, but I never really thought about it from, is this something that I want, right? And so what this mastermind allowed them to do was take a step back, right? Take a step back from your daily life. And rather than letting other people influence you, go inward and allow yourself and allow the universe to guide you. You ask yourself the question, is this what I truly want? You close your eyes and you feel into it and you can determine, is this something I actually want? Or do I want this thing because I don't want to be seen as a bad person? I don't want to be seen as selfish. I don't want to be seen as, you know, somebody who doesn't give back or whatever cockamamie excuse that is. But then you can tell that you're not being guided by your inner desires. You're being guided by some other external force that's trying to control you. One of the other mastermind uh, people, students, uh, elaborate and explain that it feels like after this mastermind, I actually have permission to run the business that I want to run. So often, 
we see all of these people on social media, people, our coworkers, our bosses, our directors, whoever, and they're like, this is how you run your business. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And, you know, like good pupils, we try to absorb all of their lessons and just listen and listen and listen. And what happens is we end up getting pulled in lots of different directions because we think, well, I have to run my business like this. And then somebody else tells you a tip. Well, I have to do that. Versus looking inward and saying, how do I want my business to be run? How do I want to live my life? How do I actually want to accomplish the things that I want? to? What's important to me? Because when I show up and I work two days a week as a financial advisor, that creates a lot of space for other financial advisors to be like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I want to work two days a week. Also, I just didn't even know that was a possibility, right? Because they hadn't seen anybody doing it before. They had only heard you have to work five days a week seven days a week. I mean, the number of times I hear that you have to hustle, hustle, hustle. You have to work a hundred, hundred percent, 10, you know, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, every day until you're five years in the business. And I'm asking the question like, says who, right? Says who? Somebody else did that and was successful. Cool. Good for them. Does that have to be true for you? So rather than just listening blindly to what other people say, ask yourself the question, what do I actually want? What would make me happy? What, what desires do I have? How do I want my life, my business, my, my uh, day-to-day to actually run? So those were the five top lessons. So as a recap, number one, how to shift your mindset around money and eliminate scarcity mindset and feel more abundant with money. Number two, how to let go of limiting beliefs that say, this is going to be a really big goal. This is going to be too hard. I can't do this. I can't do that. Letting go of all those belief systems and reminding yourself that anything's fucking possible. Number three, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy as a core foundation to living a really fulfilled life? Number four, if you know you're going to be successful, this current moment is just a stepping stone on your path. And number five, get ultra clear on what you want and give yourself permission to run the business, life, day-to-day that you truly want. I love you. I hope you found this super helpful. As always, I'm here for you. Feel free to DM me or shoot me any questions you have that you want me to answer on this podcast, and I'll answer them in one of the future episodes. Have a kick-ass day, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you friends and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams.